Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right now, and we're in studio. Woohoo! There's Corey, there's Ira this hour. Brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. Hello, boys. Yay, sausage. Yay, sausage indeed. You had any lately, Ira? Uh, I actually have. This past weekend, we had some short links. And uh, and not only do we have some short links for breakfast, but I actually had a, um, a couple friends, uh, well, one friend in particular text me that the, uh, the uh, I guess, you, what do you call it? The life, the life hack of adding the uh, andouille, the Register's andouille, to like a boxed, gumbo dish or something oh, like really? that like a oh. like a prepared meal like something right. you just can make in a half hour you just throw those Add in, in the there? register it's apparently kim discovered this game and changer and it is uh, a friend of mine texted me say he's done it twice in the last week i got i don't shop here ever when i'm in tallahassee i don't shop i'll, I'll go to the beautiful gas stations we have here yeah. to pick up my sodas yeah. and my <laughs> drinks and whatever yeah. yeah but i was in a Publix, and uh it's the first time i've gotten to see registers in a grocery store because usually i do all my shopping up when i'm with brady up in atlanta so it was cool to see it warmed the cockles a little bit did you take a picture no, I didn't do that, but I saw it, and I felt good about it. And you usually get your uh, registers from the hookup from Ben, the sausage guy. Correct. You usually don't have to go purchase I don't it. have to go to Publix. But, uh, yeah, it was cool to see. I didn't even buy any because I know I got the hookup. What am I going to buy? What am I going to buy? You just you admired it. Yeah. You could have, you, you know, added to the coffers. I could have, but I feel like we're doing enough here. I, think, headlines. So, I think so, We're too. crushing it for like, Ben. I think we're we are crushing, crushing it. it for Ben. Uh, the, if, uh, yes. If, you're, if your local grocery store does not carry registered sausage, go in and demand it. Say you're not leaving. Have it throw a sit down yeah. strike. Oh boy! Until you get your register. I would sausage. make news. Or, <laughs> or, or you can just order it up from registermeats.com, and uh, Ben will have it shipped to you fresh and nice. So we'll let everybody know. You know, I I, I saw you two gentlemen last night. 
and uh, we were hanging out, a little, little warchant.com kind of party. It was fun. It was nice to see everybody over there. Uh, but I bring it up not for that reason, uh, but rather because uh, I know I can safely say that you were not at the university last night at midnight. Just not there. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and, and neither was I, for that matter. No. Uh, instead, we, we let others whose expertise is in that realm to go and document uh, the midnight happenings, where it appears that uh, they're following a trend here that I, I do like, which is that um, they, don't, they don't really screw these things up anymore. Remember how frequently they screwed up everything at Florida State? My God, every time they had an event, it sucked. They mm. blew it. It was terrible. Yeah, started late. Yeah, it started late. Coaches didn't know what the hell was going on. Players wandering aimlessly. Parents pissed off. There was all kinds of problems. Nowadays, man, they got Batmobiles out there and people celebrating. My man is standing there at the, the Moore Center, arms wide open with the right. light behind him like he's Jesus. Or, uh, I, mean, I was going to say uh, Scott Stapp, oh, whoever the Creed, Creed guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Arms wide open. Similar. Yeah. 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 Very similar. similar. Yeah, very he was similar. going for that. That's yeah. why, yeah. So uh, there it was, man. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah, it was a it was a smart thing to do. Um, you know, the, can you explain it? So it's is, are these official visits that no, these kids are on? No, no. Uh, well, there's but a the dead kids. period's over, is what you right? Explain. Sure, no, yeah, the dead so, period ended at midnight on June first. Correct. So Florida State uh, basically talked to. It, it's not like all. It wasn't like an open invitation. Basically, it was strategically like some kids were committed, like the quarterback AJ Duffy and Travis Hunter, the DB from Georgia, and a couple of those guys. And then there was a bunch of like highly, highly recruited non-committed players. Julian Armella, the offensive tackle from South Florida. Uh, our, man Skinner, Madden, our man, Caden Madden. Our man, Madden. He was there. The Marshall yeah. transfer was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Skinner, a tight end receiver from South Carolina. A lot of big-time recruits. And, um, you know, it was a chance to get them before they visit anywhere else. And so they, they got these kids to buy into the idea of coming. Some kids will be here early this week for official visits. Kane Madden is here on an official visit. But the uh, a lot, most of them are, are just unofficial visits. So they came on their own dime. And then they're planning to come back. The big official visit weekend for FSU is supposed to be uh, the Notre Dame game. But some kids who want to commit before their season, they're, right. they're going to do their official visits this month. So they're going to have, I think, more than 10 official visits in June. Or yeah, it's a big month. That, it's a big deal. Compared to what they normally would have. It's real. But like you, I didn't even know that was going on until a couple of days ago. But it's like a really, again, it's just forward thinking. Um, I don't know that yes. it's going to be a yearly thing because you, you're not usually coming off a 15 month dead period. It was yeah. more like a yeah. celebration. We can look at you and, and can talk to you, hold you yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Um, after 15 months of not being able to recruit, but still, it's just a forward thinking thing, like the camps around the state. And again, you have a whole coaching staff waiting in the lobby at 12 a.m. Mm. Uh, for and you open the doors. He screams out, "Dead period over, whatever. Come, come inside." I can't. I don't know. I think he. I think that's exactly what he it's, said. It's like, yeah, I hope dead, he said something better. Than <laughs> he actually, and he actually read it. He yeah, like, yeah. Read, yeah he dead guys, period over, guys. Dead period over. Come inside. It was kind of like a Lincoln speech, <laughs> right? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Really, really uh, poetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just the thought to even do that, to have something like that, to make it a big deal. Nobody else in the country did it, as far as I can tell. Not the yeah, not that I saw either. The uh, it, it was like the reverse of the old like recruiting. You remember it was like a big deal back in the 80s. Like college basketball coaches would be at a like kid's house at midnight. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I'm oh, saying like yeah. when, when a recruiting period would open, like Jim Valvano would be at a kid's right. house at 1201. You are going back a ways. Yeah, you know, that's how uh, yeah. I roll. Yeah. Jim Valvano, well, this guy little, did. Little Valvano. I, think I started by saying in the 80s it was a big deal. Right, yeah, yeah. You true. Did. You did. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it was cool. And like you said on the clinics, which was, you know, really good idea as well. Also, just kind of making the best of a tough situation. 
Uh, did you see Manny Diaz is now uh, starting some free clinics? Is in he? South Imagine Florida. that. Yeah, How was, about that? It was funny when I was down there covering the ones in South Florida, some of the people down there were saying, well, UM should do this. And they have in the past. Butch Davis, I think, at one point did something similar. Um, but they were not doing it. And then all of a sudden, Miami just announced that they're going to do three camp, three free clinics in South Florida uh, coming up pretty soon. Well, I, I think that was my point, why I brought it up. It's news. It's it's newsworthy for our listeners, plugged in, care about what's happening with Florida State. But it's part of a larger picture, which is that, to, to what Corey was just saying there, they've gotten a lot of things right, man. And ultimately, we always we throw in the caveat it's pretty important that you win some football games too. But in the absence of that, I mean, can't win games. They're not playing right now. So you got to do everything else right. And I feel like they have, and I feel like that momentum continues to grow, whether it's their social media platforms that they get it right now, where they never did. Mm-hmm. It was always something that was a bit of a black eye. You know, I would get texts. Or a white glove. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I'd get a text and people would be like, what in the world? And I'm I, I don't know. It's not my fault. What do you want me to do? I mean, yeah. But they, they wanted answers, you know? I mean, friends of the program throughout the country would be like, dude, why do they screw this up? Why am I always embarrassed? Why am I having to explain to my friends what my university's doing? You know, that's not the case anymore. So it's it's just positive momentum. Imagine the texts that uh, like David Coburn and oh, John Thrasher yeah. were getting with some of that's those uh, mistakes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think, and that's the thing. Like we talk to people inside the program that you know we talk to. One of the things that they like a lot about Mike Norvell and the reason they're excited is because he is always looking to you know find that next angle. You know, he's not just okay. Well, this is what we're dealt with, so let's just you know grin and bear it. Like he's trying to think of ways to kind of circumvent. Um, you know, or or create new opportunities, um, and you know sometimes that's that can be trying. You know that could be that could be uh, taxing on the staff. Um, but you know I, t- I was told you know he told the staff, uh, you know the football staff and support staff of several weeks ago, you know be ready June first because this is going to be very consuming. I mean they are going to go all in on everything they could do. Now the to to your point, they've got to back it up with some wins at some point. But they're doing everything they can, you know, in the offseason. Well, and they've been hamstrung, so this they really have to go the extra mile because perhaps, I mean, very few staffs around the country were dealt a worse hand than Florida State. Right. It's it's not a woe is me thing. I'm not saying it's just a gripe. Like if you think about the set of circumstances, not only is Florida State coming off of firing a coach who was merely on the job for two years, which is an unmitigated disaster. When you do that, you're hitting reset again. You're guaranteeing that you're going to be crushed in recruiting. Then the pandemic hits. You know, you hire this guy and there's momentum, but whatever momentum there was gets eliminated almost immediately. He gets three days of practice yeah. in the spring. Everybody leaves. When they come back, they're out of shape. It was just a mess. And then, you know, you you don't even know from week to week whether or not you're going to be able to play games. And then there's this period that's the longest dead period in history you get you had no chance so they've got to do everything right they got to go the extra mile they got to find a way to break through and i think that's what's encouraging is that any chance they've had to perhaps perhaps make an impact or or to or, or to access kids that, that are going to raise the floor they've done it you know they've found a way and now they get to play it's fair but it's fair game now here we go you know things are returning to normal they had a normal spring Dead period's over. Let's see, you know, the the benefits of all of this extra work that they've done. I think we're going to. It won't happen right away on the field, but they're going to be better across the board. Yeah, when you compare it to, uh, you know, I wasn't there. I would never go to a Saturday Night Live. What was it called? Was it called Saturday Night Live? The Willie so, yeah. thing? 
that Something you know like that. was supposed to start at four thirty or five, didn't start till six thirty. And then you compare it to this guy who's literally got something in place right as the deadline is ending. Um, that It's little things. Again, you do something on Saturdays, man. But uh, it is it should make people feel good about the direction of the program. What this guy, at least this guy is a visionary. He has some things he wants to do. And, the, you know, the I think some people can listen to what you just said, Jeff, about the, you know, the, for the challenges. And, and you could say, okay, well, there were a lot of first-year coaches last year in a pandemic. Yeah, but they weren't but, taking over a program that had just fired somebody exactly. after t- less than yeah. two years. And, and, and it had been four years of constant flux. You know, every correct. year, new offensive coordinator. Every new year, new position coaches. Every year. And um, the Jimbo era was ending. Ended, was going in the in wrong a direction. catastrophe. Yeah, they were so two and five had, at one point yeah. that season. I mean, so you have, like, you have a handful of crap years all in a row so this program had no momentum when they came in and then the pandemic you know it's yeah. <laughs> jesus yeah. man so, so you, give, you give him credit uh and, and yeah you'd like to think that that would give him some gravitas like you know just going into the season that if it's not you know eight and four everybody wants to like the number you hear from yeah, eight, eight and four eight and four everybody yeah. wants to be about yeah. eight and four it might not be eight and four it might be seven and five yeah. it could be six and six um but it you know but that, but it also could be trending in the right direction, and this recruiting is a big part of it because, you know, as we saw in the spring, and we got to watch those spring practices sometimes for better and worse. They're not going to turn this program program around nope. without killing it in recruiting. Oh no, they got to get better, better players. I, I pissed people off on a daily basis. I would say all these great things about this staff, and then they say, "Why don't you think they're going to win eight games?" I'm like, "They don't have good players. It's hard to win. They don't have good players. Yes. They don't. They don't." They're- That's why he's welcoming people at midnight. <laughs> He's opened the doors at midnight. But I've seen it was alarming to all of us, I think, at times watching those practices where you'd look out there and you're like, man, they're slow. They're not real deep. Not a lot of athleticism. Boy, this is going to be problematic. Like, I would see that. I would make, I'd take notes. There were positive notes in there, too. There were guys that flashed, and you'd bring that up, too. But my overriding takeaway every time I walked off that field or out of that stadium watching practice was, man, they're just not good enough. They don't have enough good players. I mean, the good news is that I think I do think they've got guys who are going to play together, rally together, Correct. play for the coaches. All of that's going to be good. But you know, you lost what you you lost a lot of talented players from a team that was not any good. Correct. So yeah. so that's yeah. it's hard to sorry. I, I love, watching this guy's face when we start talking about the the realities of the team not being any good. You make me laugh. You're like a fan. I'm just projecting a guy on the on the message boards at Warchant reading this and just being like Jesus, guys. Yeah, well, you know, you know it's you, like you know, we're trying to build up uh, interest in this program, and all we do is, oh, the players suck. They can't move. They're not athletic. Yeah, but you don't want to lie. People are exactly right. lied to, man. Exactly right. And he- one thing we do at Headlines well, we'll is we, t- we'll tell it to you. we don't lie. <laughs> we bring it to you straight. <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Well, Mike Martin Jr. Junior decided to bring it to us straight yesterday to piggyback on what you said at the end of the last segment, Corey, and that is that um, he's not pleased with how regionals uh, got set up and Florida State finds themselves as a three. Yeah. That seems kind of absurd. Mm. Um, Rather frustrating when you look at the other ACC teams that got in and and Florida State's record against those teams and then also their record against top 25 teams and just seems to be ample evidence that maybe this was botched a little bit. I won't argue that Florida State is an overwhelmingly great team that somehow deserved to be a top eight national seed or anything like that, but I would I would certainly argue that they're better than a three in Oxford. 
So he was asked um, right off the bat on at Monday's press conference what he thought about the selection process for the NCAA tournament, and he said, "Besides laughable, I think that was his quote, right?" Yeah, it was yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Can he get fined for something like that? Do they even care about what college baseball players, baseball coaches say? Yeah, is I that a fineable offense? I don't know offense? who would fine him. You know, the ACC, the ACC would, yeah, right? you, the fines you usually get are like from the conference if you complain about officiating. Yeah, but I don't. Not know about that, no. administrative duties, this, right? Because yeah, he this, complained this, about the ACC too. Said it blew up in our face. We knew it was, and it blew up on our face i mean it just it may take him off some cocktail party invitation <laughs> yeah that i don't think he wants to be on to begin yeah. with yeah yeah and that, i don't know that, if that list. have you invited mike martin jr yeah. to our cocktail yeah. party <laughs> uh, you remember he's awfully salty these days <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i don't think anything so. um no i i think it's always refreshing to hear him lay it out there like that there's there's a benefit and a negative to to that approach but you know what you're going to get he doesn't run from that he's been pissed for a while now about the acc and i think for good reason and obviously Corey, you documented it, wrote about it yeah um this conference failures and areas that they got to improve but it was a weird well, no before we go any further though let's take a little time they the virginia this, did win the virginia the men and the boston college women both won the national lacrosse championship so look guys the ACC might be down in, in, I don't know, football, I guess, Yeah. even though they got Clemson, but man, are we crushing it in lacrosse. I mean, this this is where you come if you want to be if you want to be a great lacrosse Nowhere player. Nowhere else. Why would you look anywhere else? You wouldn't. You would a- come to the, the Conference ACC. of Champions. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think the – I'm not not just the direct revenue, because, I mean, we know the direct revenue has got to be immense from lacrosse. Right. But, like, yeah. what do you – the, the, indirect, the ancillary benef- benefit um, Yeah, the hearts and minds out. that you're – and then just the you know merch. Well, I mean, you look on the ACC network. I know you guys don't get it because you live in Tallahassee. Yeah. but it is a, a lot, lot of places of, that have Comcast or Xfinity as it's known. Right. Don't don't get it. There is just a ton of lacrosse merchandise being advertised on the ACC. Now it network. can say national champion. National championship. It's like they they have their own Tom Amansky. Like the back to back to back they're national champs, you, but they're yeah, showing yeah. you the the mm-hmm. drills. I mean, it's a it's a it's a really a deal maker. I, the Big Ten can't do this. You the SEC who? ain't. I don't know if the SEC has lacrosse. Well, I'll say this: uh, nobody was happier than Packer and Durham. Can you imagine the? I mean, the content for this week. <laughs> I mean, it's through the roof. Jeez, you could have a girl from Boston College on to start the show, mm. a guy from Virginia on in the second segment. Yeah, you could have the coach from Boston College on in the second hour. The coach from Virginia on in the in the second hour. And maybe start talking to the coaches from the teams that lost to them. Like what yeah. made Boston College so good at lacrosse? Well, they could yeah. just do fifty straight days of lacrosse leading up to ACC kickoff. Just like yeah. close out the like summer. A countdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fifty we'll, straight. We'll days move of on to coming. a less significant sport when July rolls around, guys. But right now, I will be honest. Here, the so champions. what's crazy to me to be serious about that is when we when I wrote that column and we were talking about the then you talked about it too about the the week of the NFL draft. They, it was all lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. I thought okay. I still was making fun of them, but the lacrosse national t- tournament must be starting this week, and that's why they're giving it so much attention. No, nah, man. It was a conference tournament, I think. I mean, well, but this who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought at least they were getting ready to play for a national championship, but it was still weeks away before they started this. So it's Corey, been Corey, six still, weeks of this. You have not properly been indoctrinated. Let me just. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he understands the culture and the fabric yeah, of this conference. You don't right. understand something. A conference championship lacrosse tournament is important when you're the conference champions. Sure, sure. So the the thought being that we'll we'll document the ACC lacrosse championships for the women and men mm. thoroughly, right? Um, because whoever comes out of this 
is going to oh. win the national well, championship. And some That's people say winning the ACC conference tournament is harder and more prestigious than winning the national championship. Yeah. It's like the SEC football fans will tell you that winning that conference championship, it's almost a letdown to win the national championship. Right. Yeah. Like if you, you know, winning that conference championship, the, the euphoric nature of that, what you feel resonating for weeks on end afterwards, mm. national championship, whatever. I mean, we already know in their whoever mind, wins. Right. Yeah, whoever wins. Well, and the same thing proved with the lacrosse. We knew That's the Virginia I mean. men were probably going to win this It was thing. over before it started. Yeah, I Mark. thought North Carolina had a shot, quite obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I watch Packer and Durham all the time, and all they did was interview North, North Carolina well, lacrosse players. there's a multitude of lacrosse teams in this conference that could have won it all. Oh, I know. They were all, they feast upon each other. Well, yeah. yeah it's a this, meat grinder. It really is, man. Well, it's, it's incredible. Do you think the lacrosse ACC tournament was on the ACC network as opposed to the baseball tournament, which was not on the ACC network? Although that was the thing. That was like the FSU fans were outraged last week because the ACC baseball tournament was not available on the ACC network. But if you lived in Tallahassee, it was actually on a, 401 a boon. Or 402. Yeah, because we could watch it on Fox Sports. Yeah, I found it on Fox Sports, But yeah. like other people who don't have that but do have the ACC network. Yeah, they were screwed. They were screwed. Yeah. They're like, I got the ACC network. So I could watch Where's this ACC, ACC events. Yeah. And then they want to like they tweet. Can you us, tell me like, though why that was? Do we know why that tournament I'm was sure not on the ACC network? Part of their contract. I mean, again, it's a lacrosse. It's lacrosse season. Oh, good point. I mean, it's yeah. the lacrosse season. It's, so there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, I mean, you're you, you're not going to take eyeballs away from lacrosse, which is the main revenue provider of this conference. Man, alive! I did accidentally find the ACC baseball tournament. I was flipping around. I assumed I had no chance to watch it. Oh, no, it was right but, there. But then I was flipping around. I saw it was on 401 or 402. Yeah, it used to be was, Fox Sports, but now yeah. it's Bally's. Bally's, yeah. I it's saw like it. I was like, look money. at this. I found it. Here we go. Here's NC State playing baseball. Yeah. Well, we did it, gang. We yeah. did it. Duke Duke can be proud. Yeah, How Duke about won. Duke? First time ever, right? Uh, they don't care, man. They're just they're still uh, bummed about the lacrosse season. It's a devastating it ending. Yeah. And it's a long way from basketball season. It's tough times. At Duke. Yeah, but they got the they got their first. That's their first baseball champ since six, since uh, nineteen sixty one, which is incredible to be in a conference for sixty years in a sport like baseball and not win it. But Miami might catch them. Uh, NC State. <laughs> in, that was NC State's first chance to win either any of the big three sports. Oh, they've never won anything. It was since uh, yeah, I uh, think since the literally since <laughs> yeah, Valvano in eighty three. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the last time they they might they might have won a like an ACC tournament in the late '80s in basketball, but it's been thirty something years since they won anything in basketball, football, well, or baseball. It gets brought and they up. They care. Oh, they care deeply. It gets brought up all the time by the fine folks in the Triangle. I mean, it, it's all the other Carolina schools will remind NC State of where they sit. And they actually had a chance. They've never won a baseball championship, as far as I know. And they're they're playing Duke, who's down to their last pitcher, and NC State has a great lineup. Yeah, they're good. And they lose one nothing. <laughs> I mean, in the ACC championship game, it's like, man, that's just NC State stuff. That, they just don't win things. I'm like still that. holding a grudge against Elliot Avent from that uh, whole thing with Ramsey. With Ramsey, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that uh, what a joke. <laughs> that's Holy still, uh, moly! So I'm holding yeah, that against that guy. That, yeah, forevermore. He's he's in my conference coaching grudges. Yeah, he's you've got a few. One. I got a couple. Virgi- pretty much anybody at Virginia Tech. You but, got no time for them. But your point of NC State is funny because, like, they've thrown money at sports. They've cheated. They've tried just about everything. So I, when I was doing some some part time work for SiriusXM uh, on the College Football Network, they have there the. Uh, uh, they they had me hosting shows on the weekend occasionally, and uh, did that for a better part of a year. There was a guy that would call in. We had to take calls there. I always loathe this. But there was a guy that called every one of the shows that I did, the Saturday and Sunday show, to talk to me about NC State football. And only NC State football. He wanted my opinion about the line this year, mm. quarterbacks. And mm. he, he couldn't wait to educate me on the history 
the great history of NC State football. He would he would call in to let me know about this kid and that kid. And well, you know, it's NC State. We're always going to have a quarterback. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks we've. I mean, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's uh, Terry Harvey, the, the forty kids guy, um, you know, um, who just retired. Uh, <laughs> oh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, forty kids. Yeah. Guy. So he he like would call me. He goes, well, it's NC State. We're always going to have a quarterback. I don't worry about that. I remember laughing. I laughed when he said that, and he was like, "What are you laughing about?" And he, he goes. We, we always have a quarterback. We've got great quarterback play at NC State. Wow. You know this, Jeff. I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, I think you named the two. Yeah, Mike, don't forget Mike, the great Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon, yeah. yeah. Remember that one quarterback they beat FSU with? Oh, my God. It was his dad. His dad was a coach. Was it Daniel yeah. Evans? Is that a name? I think that's right. Something like that. Yeah. Nobody, NC State fans only remember him. That was the last win of the season for them, by the way. <laughs> and whoever was doing the show, I'm sure it was Tariko. Just you know, going crazy about oh, that Thursday yeah. night game. But they like, oh, what a great story! This kid, his you dad know, was in the stands. No, his dad was a radio. Bro- he well, was the was color analyst play, right, for the. But because he was a former player, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was their last win of the season. Man, that kid was awful. He was. The, he's the worst one. quarterback that ever beat Florida. Well, State. there was one for Miami that one year that beat FSU. Uh, the last drive came down the field in the corner of the yeah, end zone. There, went ninety yards. Yeah, the- Kirby Freeman. No, it was. Somebody worse than that. It I was, was thinking like, it might have been Kirby. Was Kirby, Kirby Freeman. Freeman. I know Kirby Freeman's next game after leading them to a, a yeah. win. He threw it for like three yards. It was one for 10 <laughs> or one for 14. Yeah. He, he completed one pass the next yeah. game. Yeah, maybe well, you, probably Kirby Freeman then. Yeah. They had a couple. I, Miami I mean, had a couple. And he's up there with the Evans kid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Freeman, I mean, it's a who's who. <laughs> who, who. Like literally who <laughs> of, of quarterbacks that we, have beaten Florida State. I just remember watching that drive and thinking – this is going to happen. There was, gonna, this is going to happen. There was a play, and I love Tony Carter, but there was a play where oh, he just gets lost. It. He gets completely lost. Uh, and it's just like, man, what is happening? What is happening in this football game right now? No, it, it seems to be, by the way, you bring up NC State. That game is the famous game. I mean, we brought it up. It's a, it's our chance to bring it up again. 16 nothing. Oh, yeah, the 2012. The but that was still, those were still better thing. days. Those were much better days. <laughs> Florida State was actually up in a game 16 nothing. So we actually didn't talk about the baseball. We should probably do that next. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. I don't suppose we have to talk long about the, the regional play. I mean, we'll, we'll find out what we find out on Friday. But, I mean... This team's capable of winning that regional in Oxford. It should, it, you know, that's a lively place. It'll be fun. I think it helps them in a weird way to to be pissed off and to be on the road. Um, they seem to respond to that. They kind of mirror their head coach in that way. So I don't know. It is crazy that you don't feel any better about their chances with this regional on the road than you would if they had a cake regional at home. No, uh-oh. no, they could lose to anyone. That's and true. they can beat anyone. Maybe not Arkansas, but they can beat almost. They can anyone. beat Arkansas on a given day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you get if Messi goes out and throws a gym, they win. Yeah, I, I mean, meant more in like if you got to a championship series. Yeah, or, if you had to yeah. play a series against somebody, yeah. but college baseball is so messed up that I mean, you can fake it all the way to the finals. Yeah, I mean, you really can. You can find a way. And you do have an ace, uh, and he looked better in his last game, mm-hmm. which was good to see. But you have a, a legitimate ace. You have a great hitter in the middle of your lineup. Some of those guys are hitting. Um, you know, you got a chance, man. It's baseball. But yeah, anytime you go into a season or a series thinking or a postseason thinking like Florida State has no chance or they're not very good. They end up like 19 going to Omaha. And then when you think, oh, man, they're locked and loaded, and then they, you know, they sometimes well, get, only make I, it out of the regional. I get more nervous when they're absolutely loaded yeah. and they have one of the best teams in the country, and you're like, don't. 
don't hurt us again. Don't do this. Don't go out there and have baseball be baseball and rob us of what we know is a, a really good chance. Uh, in a weird way, this team is kind of – I like that they'll play spoilers, and they're a weird team. I mean, they beat Miami four times mm-hmm. this year. Obviously, that's been a good year for Miami. They can't beat Florida State. Um, they played Florida well. They play, played our rivals really well, and they played ranked teams well on the whole. Yeah, went on the road, beat Notre Dame two out of three. They, they're weird. I don't know. That's the the hard part here is that Southern Miss is good. Yeah. So so like yeah, it's they were not almost just, a regional host. They were almost a regional host. So you what you have are two really good teams in this region. Maybe three if Florida State plays well. And then what do you think he does pitching wise? Yeah, I don't know because he didn't use Messick at the tournament, and then. And well, they, he used them in the second game. He used them in yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've so, got a stud. Southern Miss has a stud. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can afford not to throw Messick against I was Southern just about Miss. To say I mean, you don't want to have Messick going against Southeast Missouri, right? Um, so I know. I know they typically. That's always been the. Usually, though, when they did it, it was a one and a. They were the one right. playing the four. Um, they've even done it as a two. I think you know if they were playing a team. Well, that, and they, so the last time they were in this situation was in Athens in uh, nineteen, and they threw Parrish, who was their number two, in the first game against. I think it was FAU. It was FAU or FIU, one of those schools. And it was a it was like twelve to eight was the final. That was when Becker hit two home the great Tim Becker hit yeah. two home runs. Um and then they had Van Eyck for Georgia the next night. So but I, I don't know that you can do that though, because Southern no. Miss isn't Southern FAU. Miss is for real. And they have a real pitcher. They have a bunch yeah. of real pitchers. Um so I, I think you throw Messick and then just hope you can Hubbard Grady and Jack Anderson your way against Ole Miss if you get there. Or Hubbard and Jack Anderson your way against Ole Miss. That's what I would do. Meade hasn't asked yet. I'm still waiting for the text on what, uh, what, what he thinks, thinks I should do. What he thinks what he you thinks should he, do. Yeah. Well, you what asked you him. You, well, somebody asked him at the press conference yesterday. Yeah, he said he, he wasn't said sure. He said yet. he wasn't sure what he was going to do. I mean, I wouldn't do. divulge it probably until. No, I wouldn't day. either. But I, I actually don't think they know. I mean, yeah. because they had flipped the order and then the injury and all that other stuff. So we'll see. But yeah, I, they're weird. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch with zero expectations. I mean, I have a lot of hopes, but I have zero expectations. They may they may go out and play great and win that regional, and it wouldn't shock me. Um, you know, they've won big regionals on the road as of late. I mean, the, the one at LSU, going up there, yeah. that atmosphere, apparently, I mean, Meat said it's akin to LSU at Ole Miss. I don't know about that, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the flip side, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like you know that Messick – I mean, it's an all-or-nothing gamble, like you said. You don't want to throw a message against Southeast Missouri State, but he gives you a legit chance against Ole Miss, and he would be, he would be so emotional, and probably in a good way, playing in that environment against the host Mm -hmm. team as the number one seed Mm -hmm. and all that. He he could carry you to a huge performance in that game, where. You know, I don't, I don't know who does that against Southern Miss. You may need that against Southern Miss. I mean, they're in their home state. Yeah, and, but maybe really if you're thinking too. like, but you're going to have to beat somebody with yeah your gonna, backups anyway. Right, and I think maybe you're thinking like, yeah, our we our chances of beating Southern Miss are better with Messick clearly, but our chances of getting out of this regional pitching him against Southern Miss aren't great. Yeah. And and the best on, way to get out of this regional yeah. is have to mess have Messick on Saturday against Ole Miss. The you know obviously the risk there is you might not yeah. ever face Ole Miss. Yeah, but. At least you give yourself a chance. I mean, yeah, if you go yeah, one and two, actually, if you go one and two in that tournament, or two and two, or whatever, but you, you know your your only good win is against Southern Miss. You know, did that do a whole lot for you? I mean, it's it's almost like man, this whole season has been just kind of ridiculous. So just roll the dice, maybe. 
Well, the goal is to get out of the regional. So whatever gives you the best chance to t- yeah. get out of the regional. I don't really care if you win two games. If you lose, right. what, what really you matter. did doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. What you did doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know that you could even be second-guessed. Most managers don't like to be second-guessed with like an right. obvious other decision. I don't really know that you could do that with this. No. I, could, I, could, I understand. You understand both sides. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. Yeah, people will make jokes if they end up having to throw a message against Southeast Missouri State. But it may be what gives you the best chance. And, and honestly – because of this team and, and just I'm, I'm not going to say they're fragile but but they are different when he's on the mound i mean they're they're i think uh, i thought when well, he when he started jawing yeah, the other yeah. day mm-hmm. um that it was weird by the way the miami guy jawing mm-hmm. when they were down like he gets the strikeout and then starts like barking and it's like dude you're losing you're losing and then messick just went nuts i would also uh let's circle back to something why did they butcher this so badly why i mean this did they just Corey, you make the point all the time that you don't think that the NCAA cares at all about baseball. No, they not don't. even a little bit. But this was always a big deal, man. Finding out the host sites and regionals and seedings forever, it was a big deal. This was a cluster, you know what? Everything about this is crazy. Pitt not getting in, Alabama getting. I mean, yeah, just weird. Their the, the reasoning. Pitt was one of the, the, the 20, poor bastard. Pitt was just, one of the twenty in the mix. To be a host site. Yeah. And, and then, then didn't even make the later, tournament. Yeah, you're not in the tournament. Like, did, so you almost get the sense like it would have been news to them if you told that poor sap that they rolled out there who was checking his notes. You know, you guys didn't put Pitt in the tournament. We didn't? Wait, what? Like, <laughs> what? Like, I think he would have been, oh, well, that's a mistake. Yeah, well, okay, it's not too like, late. Is yeah. it? He's licking his pencil, yeah, he's like, crossing oh, it out. That was a mistake. I apologize. Can we do this again in an hour? Yeah, tell Alabama. I call my guys. Make some calls to Alabama. This seems yeah, unfair no, to me. They just don't care, man. They don't care. That's why the same schools go to the same sites every year. It's because they don't care. They, they don't send want to us to Gainesville, buddy. Yeah, they sent Miami to Gainesville, who's my, already played a series there this yeah. year. They started the series. It'll be mighty season comfortable. No, I, I just they went from. Uh, listen, I get it. They don't care a lot, but I used to think that they cared. I mean, to some degree, they cared somewhat about baseball. I mean, no, and then like that was the problem is like they couldn't use they all they did was use RPI, yeah, because they they don't care enough to make any other uh, evaluations, uh, evaluations yeah. or observations. It's just that's the easiest thing to do. So let's do it. Let's get this done. There'll be a couple teams that are mad, but they'll get over it. And you, nobody can explain why Alabama would get in ahead of Pitt or why Notre Dame's not a top eight national seed. There's no rational reason for it other than the RPI is a little low, but. You know, that's all they went by. So that's all they, you know, you can't get mad at them. They're just using the RPI. Even though they told, apparently, they told all the ACC coaches they would not be using RPI as the sole gauge because the the ACC coaches were rightfully very worried about not what was going to happen with RPI because they didn't get to play enough games. And, and Florida, Florida State, State Southern Miss on the schedule. And Florida State wasn't allowed to go on the road. That, well, was a, that was a school edict, but Florida State wasn't allowed to go on the road for a non-conference series. And that's the thing, man. That's the one thing I would say is everybody can be mad and me can be mad. Everybody can be mad at the NCAA also got to look at these ACC athletic directors because yeah. choosing to play less games than everybody else, not and and not Florida State's case anyway, not playing these road. And by the way, I, that was first guessed. People, oh yeah, yeah. That, people yeah. were pissed about that in the moment. In fact, they pled. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not privy to private phone the calls. ACC but coaches I'm, were definitely, yeah, the coaches yeah. were very angry. I'm sure a call was made to David Coburn. I'm sh- very sure that. Yeah. I mean, Meat's not shy about expressing discontent. I'm sure that happened. I mean, they were they said. This, somebody's going to get screwed, and they knew it, and then it happened, which is bizarre. It's like, the so I, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it the NCAA's place to say, okay, well, we're we're not going to hold it against you that you guys didn't play as many teams non conference as some of these other conferences that did? I don't know. You know, is that you know, I could say I, you can make the argument you shouldn't use the RPI. Well, 
why what accommodations do you need us to make ACC yeah, when you right. chose to play less games yeah, than everybody yeah. else? I don't, so I don't know. I don't know that there was a lot of um, – I don't know. You know, and look, man, the thing in those selection committees, we all know, we've seen it through the years, there are – in any room, there are the – the alpha dog in the room in, in a meeting room there are people that lead to the discussion and clearly the sec people that were in that room led the discussion and the guy that you know talked the chairman of the committee that Corey talked about was on espn the stetson ad i mean that he, poor bastard. he had no clue i mean he had no answers he didn't yeah, run know, rough shit yeah you, it would have been better asking me to come on and explain it i think that's accurate <laughs> and i don't know why they didn't Exactly. You know what's crazy though is like I was thinking like, well, what's the difference between a three or a two if you're Florida State? Like there really isn't any. You're you're still going to play in that two three game, and if you win, you play the one. Well, then you start thinking, okay, well, what if they actually got out of the regional? Well, now they're a three, and if Arizona doesn't win their regional, if the two wins that regional, Florida State now has to go to Oklahoma State. Where if it was the other way around, Oklahoma State would be if they were a two. Come to Tallahassee. You know, now they're a three, so they're guaranteed to be on the road for that second round too because of. Um, I mean, Arizona could probably still win that regional, but now they have no shot of hosting a super regional because they're a three. I'm still stuck on the idea of how <clears throat> fantastic it would have been to tune into that show. They're like, Joining us now to talk about the selection, more <laughs> chance Irish Chaffel. <laughs> All right, what, right, what do you think of what they did? What can you tell us about Grand Canyon and uh, what, what kind of team ne- they're going to be in the yeah, – why, why, ne- why not Pitt over Alabama, Ira? You know, and you'd say what? Yeah, you'd, you'd give the like, opinion. That'd be great. They're like, people are at home. What the? Well, I would have put Pitt in. I'll be honest with you. It's <laughs> ridiculous they're not in. Guys, I'm sorry. I really didn't catch much of the baseball games this weekend. I was watching lacrosse, yeah. the big lacrosse yeah, national like, championship. Obviously, that was big for the ACC, and I know how my bread is buttered. So we're <laughs> it's this lacrosse channel. Yeah. It's lacrosse network. <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. On to less depressing subjects. Softball's doing great. That was fun. Watched it. Even tweeted about it. Some people were a little alarmed at uh, my language, I guess, when I tweeted about the big win over LSU. Not, not customary language for... Well, I didn't mean it in the sense that maybe they took it literally. Right. When I said suck it, right. I didn't, you know, yeah. I, you know, I'm just, I'm in as the sort of the royal. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, well, well explained. Yeah. Well explained. Well, no, meaning like we own LSU. LSU and Baton, as an institution, as an a institution, fan base, and yeah. a right. record yeah, yeah, label. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just owned. So it was one more reason that those people in Baton Rouge probably have a secret hatred for Florida State because if we come to town, that's your ass. Yeah. Football, own them up there. Baseball, football's like softball. Eight and one. There. Is it eight and one? No, I was gonna say six and one. Yes, yeah. own it. I think I was there the last time they uh, they played them there in football, which would have been ninety one. Was that Jerry Denardo? It might have been Jerry Denardo. I know uh, Todd Kinchin got a mm-hmm. Buckley on a out and up on the first play of the game, and it was a rainy mess in the second half, but they won. So they played FSU up there in ninety one. Yeah, but Ellis wasn't think, any good. I know. I think Florida played that year because that was the first. Florida game I covered when I, when I was in college was Florida at LSU. Yeah, Jer- Jer- yeah, those teams weren't very good. At all. Like, people hear that now, and they're like, oh, FSU, LSU, that's awesome. Man, that was like a gimme game Listen, against LSU. Listen, LSU, for a long time, was... You know, Nothing. Like until, until, uh, mm-hmm. until Nick Saban came. That's correct. That's right. They saved the program. They were a, Just like you did at Alabama. They were an impassioned fan base sure. always, and I do admire that about them. That's an awesome place to see a game, and it's a cool town. I like it. Uh, Baton Rouge is fine, but uh, yeah, they weren't any good. No, and then Saban for, came and made them good. Two decades, they Saban were. and Jimbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and, true. Uh, yeah, Must Champ and the crew. Um, I also got a little viral with my softball tweet. 
that uh, some people didn't like, but the softball community loves me. I'm a, I'm a he- hero Amongst in the college the softball, softball community. I just tweeted that college softball is better than college baseball. Oh, you did? I did. Well, got got, uh, got about 2,000 likes from the, the softball okay. community. All right. Here's Man, the thing. Those softball Here, people are passionate. Yeah. Here's the thing. College baseball, man, it's just I don't like the way it's I don't like the way baseball is going in general. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but it's you're so, an Orioles fan and I'm a Pirates fan. Not it's just that, tough. man. Pretty not tough. just that. It's just yeah. the whole sport, man. Home run, strikeout, walk. Yeah, that's all. Three the sports true outcomes. Are. There it is. Yeah. And that's it. And so it's just and you watch college softball, man. It's it's more like baseball. <laughs> okay, so I and it is quick. It's it, it is quick. It, there's yeah, not in 49 seconds yeah. in between pitches. Listen, I, I will say, I've come a long way. On softball, I watched. Well, these it's games. not the same sport it was. It's not not at all. I watched these games, and that was riveting. I watched the games this weekend. That was with my awesome. Kids. That Those was last freaking few awesome, dude. Yeah. The home run to tie it and everything else. I mean, I was, we were going nuts in the Cameron household. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day. Now, admittedly, it started when they won the national championship, and I followed that team because they were awesome, and there was you know a lot to like. But it, I've kind of continued. Uh, if I'm flipping around and it's on. I watch it. I never there thought I'd There's do your that endorsement. Point. You're not doing that for lacrosse. No. You need to start though. Again, <laughs> the AC network's going to come down hard on you if you don't start talking I mean, up lacrosse. Seriously, yeah. if we're ever going to be on the ACC network, we need to start talking a little more lacrosse. Well, that's true. If they want to, if they want somebody to replace Packer and Durham. Well, you watch a lot of the ACC network, given that you have it. We don't. No. So I can ask you this: mm. Can you name a college lacrosse player? Look, that's you, not that's not any that's not any of your concern. <laughs> I know I'm the I know the numbers. I know the numbers. I know the Virginia goalie. I think you call them goalies, right? Not goalkeeper. They are they are goalies. Uh, made a great save with like two seconds left to wrap up. But that. you don't know who that is. I'm gonna say uh, Bob Wilson. No, they, that's not a lacrosse name. Oh. I was thinking like Striker Van Lance or something. Some ridiculous rich I was boy. Gonna, I was gonna say river. boarding school. Yeah, boarding school kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that lacrosse appeals to. Like the great elite lacrosse players, mm-hmm. they all went to boarding schools in in New yeah. England. Yeah, that's the, let's let's cater to that bunch. Anyway, sorry. anyone else you want to insult <laughs> no. in the segment? Let's yeah. back, go back to softball. But yeah, it is cool that uh, that softball that we. I was at a, a establishment on Friday night. That game was on. It was a yeah. sports bar. Watching there was NBA the game, playoffs, yeah. and uh, it sounded like a Florida State touchdown. When she hit the home run to win the game, like the place went pretty nuts. Like people were really excited. Dude, that's the, cool, right? I mean, that's a neat. Well, it wasn't a home run to win. The it game. wasn't a home no, run. But it, the no, but no, but I still it was sorry to tie the game, and then the shot. run yeah. won the game. They, what, it was louder for the home run than it was because the hit. You weren't sure if it was fair. Well, that was the thing, but it was. But she also scorched it. It wasn't yeah. like a yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you're right. But the home first... run when she tied it, the place went nuts. Like it had like Florida State had just scored a touchdown in a sports bar on a Saturday night. It's come a long way, man. I, uh, I, I, I it was unwatchable for most of my life, and now I, I'm like you. I, I don't know that I'll say that I like it more than baseball, but I'm getting close. I, I, I don't totally disagree with you, which is saying something because I love baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's just sad that yeah. baseball has gotten to a place where I'm kind of like, yeah, he's not, he's not crazy to say that. Yeah, and the, you know, the environment. If you go to an FSU softball game. First of all, they get like you know two. They get three thousand people. Also, you can go there. in the parking lot yeah, and they, drink across the street. They're up there street. drinking, yeah, yeah. and it's just, it's just. Again, like the one nice thing about it is because you know back in the you know '90s or 2000s when Florida State was good in softball, but it was just a different sport. And now, like, and then they you know for so long it was like the slap hitters. Oh, it was, it was a just, run and bunt, man. It yeah. was the worst. But now, man, they 
there's there's they, they play some of that style, but they play great defense. They crush the ball when they hit and the Elizabeth Mason girl that hit that home run to tie it, when she crushes the ball. It's fun. It's gotten to be fun. I, I do like that the game has evolved to a place where there's so much more than the running bunt. I mean, because yeah. I, I yeah. couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch it. And now it feels like you're watching a baseball game the way we want it to be played, where there's action. But in, to, this is something we talked about a couple weeks ago is the, you know, the idea of modifying, maybe maybe modifying the women's basketball yeah. court or something Lower like the rim, that. six inches, sure. You know, the softball, if, if, if the softball team played in the baseball stadium, it wouldn't be very fun. No. So, like, why is that okay to play in a different shaped? But you know, it, it, there's not like a discussion of doing yeah. it in basketball. Well, it, they altered the ball; they can alter the rims. Let's well, go. They're different sports, though. That's the one thing that about softball and baseball. They are different sports. Like bas- women's basketball, men's basketball, it's the same sport, same clock, same everything. Well, maybe you know. I agree, periods. but if women played baseball in it, 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 it college baseball stadiums, it would not be. Oh yeah, the, no, no, they do. No. If women played college baseball, if women played baseball, which they I wish they to, got the opportunity to, have to change. They the would dimensions. lower the yeah, yeah. They would change the dimensions. Sure. They would make it as I don't they know, should with women's basketball. Three hundred to center Let's or something. Go. Absolutely, yeah. I got you, man. But you brought up the uh, the inner the the way a, a FSU softball game feels. That's what I'm interested in with this regional in it's baseball. Be crazy. Is uh because I want to know there are going to be some administrators out there, clearly FSU administrators. What can you if people get ready? If you if FSU plays Ole Miss on a Saturday night and an Ole Miss kid hits a bomb off Parker Messick, beer shower. There's going to be a beer shower in right field with all the students. You never even see students at Florida State baseball games. Oh, and not even in regionals, really. Um, not not rate not lately. But in this place, you are going to see a student section that is a student section, and they are going to go nuts. And that place is nuts. I and sh- can that can that light a fire under a Florida State? administration or a florida state fan base to be like why aren't we like that we used to be i know yeah we used but to i be. also think don't they uh, i may be wrong on this i shouldn't throw it out there if i don't maybe you guys know the answer but are they like allowed to bring their own beer like in the, I the believe bleachers that is accurate yes. you know like they're not having to pay seven dollars for a beer that helps if, you, if you're paying seven dollars you're not pouring it on no, your buddy no, exactly. you're drinking it you're drinking it and throwing yeah. the cup at so it. that that hurts them that they don't have a setup where they can have like a an outfield where people are having kinda, fun. Yeah, where people are just partying. Listen, LSU did it, does it better than we do it. Uh, and, and and I get it. They've won a gazillion national championships. But, but Ole Miss hasn't. But Ole Miss hasn't done anything. There's no that reason they should point. have an environment like well, that. And they say Mississippi State's like that. Yeah. It's crazy as well. And we know Arkansas is. And we know other places are. Yeah, I, they got to do something. We've said this every Hopefully week. Hopefully, this could be eye opening, though. This this yeah, kind of trip for, to yeah, see change. this could be an impetus for yeah, like you said, an impetus for change. Yeah, it's got it's got to happen. We'll get the headliner questions next. Stay tuned. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next.